Beautiful Healing, The Power of You is a podcast for high-achieving women desiring to release and heal their wounded masculine and feminine energy and reconnect with their divine power so they can rise to the next level of their leadership and make true, lasting and sustainable change in the world. I am your host, Ellen Schelbre, a human design and feminine leadership coach. I am here to empower you to see life and problems in a way that completely transforms your reality. Join me as you're living your beautiful purpose and building your legacy to create what your soul came here to do. And as you heal your feminine energy and accept your feminine power as an individual, you create healing all around you. How beautiful isn't that? Don't be afraid to deeply accept who you are right now. Even if you're ashamed and hate to admit it, even silently to yourself. When you do that, don't forget to acknowledge how brave you are because it takes courage to accept the painful reality of your current situation and your current state of mind. And remember, you already are beautiful, valuable and worthy as you are. Your healing journey isn't linear. It's often one step forward and two steps back. But that doesn't mean you're not making progress. In fact, you are. The awareness you are putting into knowing yourself at a deeper level is pure gold and true healing emerges from that. I know you feel the need to be more, to do more and have more by now. I bet you already invested so much work and effort into being a better version of yourself. To heal from your not enoughness, lack of confidence, distorted self-image and all traumas. But fighting the image you hold of yourself is impossible. It simply doesn't work that way. You are disrespecting yourself and refusing to acknowledge and accept all of who you are. This makes you only dive deeper into the pool of shame and you likely live there like you were born there. The only way through self-hatred, shame and guilt is to accept that you are a person who hates yourself, your behaviors and attitude, but who often are hidden behind blame and judgment of others, not accepting your own reality. Yes, I know it's harsh. And you won't believe or admit that fully to yourself, because it hurts. On the surface, you might not accept that you actually have all those negative feelings inside your body. But your body knows better and is trying to communicate to you what your mind won't accept or can't believe to be true. If you resist who you are under all those layers of expectations, shame, guilt, self-criticism, judgment and societal conditioning to fit in and to be normal, your life will be hard and full of obstacles. You might experience difficulties, lack of money, unhealthy relationships, depression, 
sickness and even burnout. It keeps you in chains rather than helping you change and discover freedom. And you become even more judgmental against yourself. So what does work? Accept yourself fully, all of you. You must acknowledge how pattern of your thoughts and feelings are keeping you imprisoned. You must accept how you hate yourself. You must accept how you dislike the person you've become. You must accept your disease or that you are burned out. Whatever it is that you resist. And from that acceptance, everything is possible. Fighting them is fighting yourself. And you can never win that battle. What you resist will persist. You can only make yourself even more ashamed for being unable to fight yourself. Don't do that because shame can stay in your body for years. And unless you can accept and forgive yourself, shame can rot the body. If you can accept yourself, the need to fight disappears. All that energy you earlier put into fighting and resisting the parts of yourself that you hate will come back. You will already feel more energized, happy, peaceful, and your energy is no longer being wasted, but is renewed and empowered. And it comes back in the form of self-love, self-acceptance, forgiveness, and compassion. All highly frequent energy and for you to master growth and healing. So accepting yourself let you regain much of your power and it stops you from continually hurting yourself over and over and over. It's simple and yet so very difficult. Letting go of your self-hatred can be a horrible, difficult thing to learn. And yes, it takes lots and lots of practice. But it's so worth it. And what makes it so beautiful is your willingness to change. Let me paint you a picture for you to see the beauty and power of who you are so that you can quickly release your need to hold tight to your conditioning and start remembering who you truly are. You are a divine light, a spiritual being, living in a human body, and gifted with an intellect. And you are here to experience all parts of yourself and what life has to offer. You are here to live in your body, with your heart, with your mind, with your shadows and with your light. You are goddess, mercy, passion and understanding. And your peace, love and light. You are also forgiveness, patience, strength and courage. And you are a helper in the time of need. You are a comforter in a time of sorrow. And you are a healer in a time of injury. And you are a teacher in a time of confusion. You are the most profound wisdom and the highest truth, the grandest peace, and the most extravagant love. And you are the light of the world. 
and you are also the consciousness of the universe. This is what you are. So stop dimming your light. You already have the potential for greatness within you. Buried inside you. Waiting, waiting for you to awaken to your gifts. Embody them and use them and share them. But you have forgotten. So you can't see yourself clearly. And you hide behind stories of victimhood and brokenness. When you can accept yourself and all your personality traits exactly as they are, whether positive or negative, you start to experience glimpses of your magic, of the wonder that you are. Please take a moment to adore who you are, right now in this moment. Give yourself a hug and forgive yourself for forgetting this. Because your cells and your soul already know. If you find it hard to believe, you, more than anyone, need to forgive yourself more. Love yourself more and give more compassion to yourself. When you do that, you open up a new door inside your heart and out of that will pour out so much of what you've been searching for your whole life. The real loving you. It is not your fault. It is the gravity of humanity to forget the magic you hold within. But your role as a soul is to keep remembering. And human design is such a powerful tool to help you remember. And with remembering, you readily accept the truth of who you are so that you can turn away from victimhood, pain and struggles and move into a higher frequency, turning your shadows into the precious gifts that they actually are. To be able to accept yourself fully, you have to understand yourself from a deeper level. You need to have a clear picture of your qualities, your virtues and your vices. When you know yourself better than anyone, when you trust yourself, your strengths and gifts, shadows and weaknesses, highs and lows, all of you, you become magnetic. When you become magnetic, your entire body DNA lights up and rearranges itself to support you in your healing. It's a journey to daily live in alignment with your true essence. Feel your emotions and accept them. Own who you are and make your weaknesses your strengths. Today I have invited another friend and mastermind partner to the podcast. Her name is Anna-Cecilia Stoli, and she is a fellow coach working with people who suffer from ME to help them recover and live a healthy life. She's also from Norway and is a very caring and supportive young lady, deeply interested in people's well-being and growth. She has a unique ability to make you feel safe and understood. The most important thing for Anna-Cecilia is to help people out of their pain 
as she did for herself years ago. And that journey started with accepting that she was sick. And from that acceptance, she made her non-negotiable decision to become healthy and wholly recovered from her disease. Welcome to the podcast, Anna Cecilia. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm and so happy to be here. I'm so good. excited. Oh, good. And um, what I'm really curious about, because I have known you about one and a half year now. Yes. And I have heard your story. And it really amazed me how you recovered from your disease that you had from your childhood. And I really want you to tell us that story. Yeah, I had uh, ME or CFS, chronic fatigue syndrome, since I was a little girl. Um, I didn't know then I had that disease because it was not a known disease back then. But I always felt so tired and could not do what other kids did or yeah, always felt really tired. And when I was about 14 years old, I think, I got really sick. I was so sick that I couldn't go to school. Mm. So I stayed home. I think I was home. Well, it started with being in school and home, school and home, back and forward. And then I got so sick that I was home from school for six months. We didn't know what was wrong with me. And I felt so sick. I was sure that I was not going to survive because I couldn't believe that anyone can feel so bad and survive. So this was really a tough uh, period in my life. But then I got um, better. But it was after I moved to Grand Canaria that I really got a lot better and I could finish my school years um, because of the heat there and the more stable climate. So that was really helpful for me. So I ended up staying there for seven years, meeting my husband there. And then also when I was in school there, there was a librarian that talked to me because even if I could be at school and finish my school years there, I was really sick. And uh, he noticed that and uh, he thought that I had the same disease as another girl in school. He asked me if I would like to talk to her. And we talked and I just, yes, this is the disease that I have. And she gave me the name of her doctor, Harald Nilan in Bergen. And um, through uh, yeah, several meetings with him, I got the diagnosis, ME. Yeah. How did you feel about getting a diagnosis? Well, actually, I got that diagnosis on my birthday. So this was quite a special day, but um, I felt happy because finally I knew what had been wrong with me all the time. Mm. Because I've been so sick and felt so horrible. And finally, I knew what it was. Mm. Yeah, it was a happy day. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Yeah. How did it help to know what was your diagnosis? And how did it help you to accept your disease? Um, getting the diagnosis, um, at least I knew that it was not uh, mortal. So that was uh, good to know. <laughs> but also I didn't get many things to do. Or yeah, the doctor didn't say that I would get well. And also I really wanted kids. 
Mm. And that is quite scary with that diagnosis. I got my daughter while I had Emmy. Wow. I think that was quite the most scary time of my life, <laughs> being yeah, pregnant and uh, waiting for the birth and not knowing how my body would um, cope with that. Yeah. But I actually got healthier after having my daughter. Wow. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, it is. Was that the only reason you became healthier again? Um, no, that was uh, a part of it. Like you ask about accepting. Uh, I don't think uh, getting the diagnosis helped me accept the things. I can't remember that. But um, I really remember the day that I accepted that I had that disease. The moment is so clear for me. I was standing beside my bed and it just hit me that I need to accept that this is my life today. I have ME. I can't do what I want with my body. And this is my life now. It's not my life tomorrow, but it is my life today. And by accepting it, I started relaxing inside. Oh, I can feel that. Because until then, I just was fighting, fighting against my body because I didn't want to recognize that I was so tired, yeah. that I had so much pain in my body and I felt so so sick and horrible feeling like when you know you have uh, the flu mm -hmm. it's not that just that you have fever and you have pain in your body but it, you have a terrible feeling in your body having the flu and it's for me it was almost like having the flu 24 7 and it's uh it's not good living with the flu many many years and uh, also it was so important for me that accepted that this was today but this was not going to be my situation tomorrow I will get better I will get uh, well mm -hmm. that was so important for me yeah. and when I accepted that this is the situation today then I start working on getting well because Amazing. even if people said that I would have ME for the rest of my life I just thought for myself no way This wow. is not going to be my life for the rest of my life. I will get better. Wow. So you made that decision that that is not an option. Yes. And from that moment on, you... Then I started looking at my life and what was my biggest challenge. And just thought for myself, what is my biggest challenge today? And then I started looking at it from different angles and to see what can I do about it. And I did that many, 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 many times <laughs> yeah. and uh, looked at my whole life. And uh, in the end, I recovered from Emmy. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. What does self-acceptance mean to you? It means accepting everything about myself where I am in life with uh, partner, kids, work, and also loving my body for what it is, accepting that it might not be my ideal body, but still <laughs> accepting that uh, this is my body today and uh, to love my body and also love the person that I am with all my good and also bad sides. <laughs> All parts of you. All parts of me. How do you accept all the bad parts? The part that you might not share with anyone? Uh, um, when I was really sick, I got a quote from my mother with a nice poster. 
Greta had on my wall was about uh, accepting what you cannot change. And I think that's always have been a mantra in my life because, well, if I see something that I don't like in my life, whatever it is, I see if I can change it. And if I can't change it, then I have to accept it. Yeah, it's been a huge part of my life. And also I'm always looking for things to change <laughs> because our lives change all the time. So when there's something in my life that I don't like, then I look, what can I do to change it? Sometimes you can't change it right away at least, and then you just have to accept it. Well, for me, I get a more inner peace when I accept the things that is instead of just beating myself up about it and uh, trying to do something about it. And also just accepting that this is today, that this doesn't have to be tomorrow. Just uh, one example, my weight. I really would love to (laughs) um, lose some uh, weight. But today, this is what is. And I see what what can I do about it. And uh, I make a new plan. But also most important, is accepting what is today and loving who I am today and my body as it is today. And then try to change what I can change. Just eat healthier and uh, exercise more (laughs) and just be calm about it and uh, be happy about my body today and all the things that my body can do today that it couldn't do before because I have been so sick for so many years. So it's so good to that I can do everything that I like with my body. So even if I have some more kilos that I don't like, it's it's okay. <laughs> it is okay. It is okay. So just loving myself. And asking yourself, what do you need, my body? What do you need today, right now? Yeah, and that is so powerful. Just asking, because you think that your body can't respond. But when you ask your body, what do you need? Well, at least I get an answer. <laughs> and uh, surprisingly, it uh, normally comes so fast. If I ask a yes or no question, I can just get a good feeling, for example, or a bad feeling, or I just get a thought in my head, yes, that is what I need. So that, I think, is so powerful, just asking uh, questions. Yeah, asking the right kind of questions that empowers you instead yes. of draining you. Yeah. And like you said, just asking what what do I need today? And by that you are accepting your current reality. Yes, that's important. So back then when you were sick and you took day by day, did you ever think of your future and how your future self was in all this? That's a good question. I don't think I thought about my future self in that kind of way but I thought about what my future was going to look like and uh, also uh, I made a very basic vision board (laughs) of what I really really wanted out of life uh, on a long term and I just put down a circle and I think I wrote I in the middle (laughs) and I think were four or five circles around things that was really important for me to achieve during my life. And the funny thing is that everything that I wrote then came true in not that many years. (laughs) Congratulations. 
Yeah, it was so powerful. I, and the funny thing is that I forgot about it. And then I found the paper some years later. And I just look at it. I now have everything. And when I wrote it, I didn't know how I could achieve those. Because one other thing was getting uh, recovered from ME. And I had a long way <laughs> to go. And I had no clue how to how to recover. But yes, I did. And also having two kids, I got my daughter while I had Emmy. The first thing I did after I recovered was <laughs> trying to have my son. <laughs> and I also had him then after I recovered. And also having a house that we own ourselves because he was renting at the time. And also the love of my husband. So everything came through in not that many years. So it was really powerful. So when you achieved all that, what happened yes. then? Well, it gave me a lot of joy that I actually had uh, achieved all of that. But of course, we always want more. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, it was really important to work full time uh, just to yeah, do what everyone else did uh, and also show that I also could work full time. Uh, so I did that for four years uh, when my kids were little. Uh, and I also studied before that because it also was very important for me to have a proper education. So I actually have a bachelor in finance. <laughs> so that was really important for me and uh, a big achievement. And I really wanted to help others achieve the same thing that I did, recover from ME. How did you get started with your own business? I had thought about it for ever since I recovered. So over 10 years <laughs> that I really wanted to start my own business. Uh, but I am not so fan of uh, putting myself out there. I don't like to show my face or show my picture online. I don't post on my uh, private uh, social media. <laughs> so it was... Uh, Really a big step, uh, just putting my face out there, uh, showing, yeah, putting a picture of myself out there. I accepted that I am who I am and uh, I am as good as everyone else and I can do <laughs> the things that everyone else also can. And um, yeah, I can show my picture and uh, no, it doesn't bother me at all. What I really like is the uniqueness in each and every one of us. Yes. So that we don't have to compare ourselves with anyone. Yeah. So that you can show up just as you are. Yeah. And that is a huge part of accepting oneself. Yeah, it is. And there also human design have helped me. Because looking at a human design card and looking at all the uh, differences and uh, well, all the differences in the... Energy, the gate, the defined centers or undefined centers, and the profiles. And yeah, it's so many things. And we all have different things. And that really has shown me that we are all different. We are all unique. And we are supposed to be that way. Yeah, we are supposed to be that way. <laughs> what a sad world if we all were all alike. Yeah. So that also have uh, given me more confidence to just be myself because I'm not supposed to be anyone else. I'm supposed to be me. You are. 
Yeah, and the world needs me as me. <laughs> yeah, and the you is so beautiful. Yeah, and I think that's so important to acknowledge because I think uh, in schools today and uh, in society, it's so much focus on that you have to be like that or you have to be like that. And yeah, I don't think they're saying that everyone should be alike, but still you, the body should be like that. Your hair should be like that or you have to do have that education or the house or so I think it's so important that we have a system like human design that's telling us that you should be you, no one else. <laughs> Helping us remember who we truly are. Yeah, and also show the strength that we have and also show that this could be difficult for you or that when you're feeling down, this is what's happening or... Yeah, I think it's so powerful to read, like in Genekis, about the shadow and the gift. Because every shadow inside us is actually a gift. Yeah. We just need to learn how to turn it around. And yes. And move into that higher frequency. Yes, that's so important. And then accepting the shadow is yes. the first step. Into that's me. the first step. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. <laughs> Yeah, it is. So human design is really a system I want everyone to know about. Yes. Because it helped us so much to truly acknowledge the deep essence in us. Yeah. So we can thrive as us, not as someone else, or not as we think others want us to be. Yeah, just be more ourselves. And I think really human design helps us be more ourselves. Because when you read about your own human design, you say, yes, I recognize that. I am that. And that then that grows also instead of the things that you think you should be, that others puts on you. Yeah, you get to know yourself much better. And also the person you live with, your partner, and also your kids and the parents. And uh, it's... Uh, their design. And your design as well, of course. It becomes so much easier to communicate and to acknowledge each other. Yes. And also that, like my kids, that they are not just mine and me or my husband, but they are themselves with their own qualities that also we don't have. <laughs> and just acknowledge that that's who they are and that's okay that they choose to do different things than we would have liked to do. So I think it's so powerful. Yeah, and to know that we are here to guide them. Yeah. Not to condition them into what we would like them to be. Yes, that's so important. And that's why it's so helpful for us to yes. know the chart of our children and our yes. partners. To help yeah. them grow more into their, their true essence. Yeah, and that has been so important for me because my kids are so different from me. <laughs> their human design charts are so different. So just learning about how they're supposed to be and just also seeing that what the human design chart says is what they do. So then it's easier for me to accept that what they're doing is the right thing for them even if that's not the right thing for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how, how has it been for you to accept that? 
Yeah, it was a bit hard at the beginning. And also I had not acted the same way without human design as I do now. And I think that's uh, so important for them and um, give them more strength to be themselves and feeling what they feel is right for them is accepted by me. <laughs> In what other way has self-acceptance been helpful for you? I think self-acceptance um, is something we have to think about, uh, conscious or unconscious, uh, almost every day because we, we change all the time. Our surroundings uh, change. Just being aware and having that uh, back in my mind that I have to accept what is, that this is uh, now. And also accepting that things change because often uh, change can be difficult. So accepting that, yeah, the world change, my kids change, <laughs> they grow so fast. So nothing stays the same, just accepting that things change. And that life also goes up and down. And accepting that uh, sometimes you have a difficult time in your life. And that is uh, what is today. And um, yeah, just see what can you do about it. <laughs> you don't see anything you can do just now. Just accept it. And uh, by time, everything will change. I think this poem is so beautiful. It's kind of like what you said earlier. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and courage to change the things that I can and wisdom to know the difference. Yeah, that was the quote I was looking for. But yeah, I think that is so powerful. And also the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah, that's powerful. And change is also so yeah important for me. Like, yeah, I see this several now that have ME and they think that they will have ME for the rest of their life. And of course, I can promise them that they won't, but everything changed. And I think looking for what you can change today and also accepting where you are today, that change and accepting just go hand in hand, that you have to accept where you are today and then change something, then accept where you are and then change something and then accept it again and just always look what you can change small step small step just looking at how you sleep maybe you should buy a new pillow or make it darker in your room or just small small step gives you a little more energy just looking at what you eat can you eat a little bit healthier can you stop eating something that you know is not good for you just taking one thing out and putting one thing in makes a difference. And just looking at everything, taking time out every day, not just laying at the sofa watching television and thinking that you are relaxing because that is not proper relaxation. You need to close your eyes and have totally silence. And if you can only lay down with your eyes closed in silence for 30 seconds, that's enough. And if you do that several times, you will be able to lay there more and more because our body needs the total silence. You are describing, I call the pure aura time. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Because you need alone time in your aura to heal. 
Yeah, and that's uh, especially true for the projectors. It is true yeah. for every type in human design. But the more open centers that you have, the more time you need. Yeah, yeah because I'm a generator and I have only two open centers. But still, the time out is so important for me. They say that yeah. you should spend 15 minutes per open center day. <laughs> for you, it's a half an hour. Yeah. For me, it's more. <laughs> yeah. And for me, accepting that I actually need all the time alone that I do require is crucial for me. Yeah. For me to be, to be in balance and to be in kind of service for my family. And I think that's why I love to drive. I always said it's therapy for me to drive. Yeah. But I like to drive alone. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that is really important to, especially when you have a chronic disease or any disease, to take the time and, and to heal. Yeah. And also, you can listen to guided meditation. But I think just to take time to be with your own thoughts and in total silence and with your eyes closed, that is so powerful. And when you, if you haven't done that before, maybe you only can do it for 30 seconds. But that also is so big value. And next time you try, maybe you can do it for 40 seconds or one minute and you can increase the time. I just lay down on my bed and I just closed my eyes and just was so good just lying there. And I even had my feet on the floor, but I was lying the rest of my body uh, on, on my bed. And I really felt how tired I was and all the pain and stress that was in my body. And when I got bored, I just went up. <laughs> so that uh, I never had a timer or said that I have to lay down for some minutes or I just lay down. And when I got bored, I was finished. Because when I got bored, I had gotten the rest that I deeply needed then. A real time out from everything that was going on. And that is also really important for all kinds of business owners and leaders. Yes. Take, take that time out to get back in their aura. Yes. So they can pour out from their heart again and not being in their head all the time. And also when I do that uh, today, I find that the questions that, I, that have been bothering me because I had, had the answer just comes to me when I have a timeout. <laughs> yeah. So that's also very important for business leaders and to take time out to connect with themselves again and see what what is the most important thing to do right now. Because when you are a leader and you work so closely with many people, it's so easy to just go with the flow or just get occupied with what everyone else are demanding of you. And you are in reacting mode. Yes. So taking the time uh, out is so important to really connect with yourself again and your values and uh, seeing the big picture. Yeah. I love timeouts. And also when I was working and I took the bus to work, I used that time to time out. I didn't have the silence around me and I didn't always close my eyes, but I just didn't focus on anything just was in my body and tried to relax as much as I could. 
that was uh, a good time also to just connect with myself because it's so easy when you're yeah, taking the bus to just sit on your mobile, sit there in silence and just watching the world go by and just listening also to all the noise that is on the bus and not listening to anything specific. Yeah, it gave me a good time with myself. So you were more prepared to meet today? Yes, and also more in myself and more relaxed. Yeah, and more in my body than in my head. And also on the way home for work on the bus, just uh, leaving the work behind and preparing to go home to my family. Just making my mind blank and uh, starting over. Yeah, that's a really good technique to do. Actually, in before every meeting you have to go inside, breathe and restart. Leave the stuff behind. Be prepared for what's next. Yeah, because it's so easy to take with you what have been. Like if you had a bad morning with your kids or something, then it's so easy to take that with you to work. So just taking the time out and uh, connecting with yourself and leaving that behind. Yeah, you can't do anything more about it when (laughs) you are leaving home. So it's not uh, doing anyone any good that you're taking that bad energy with you. So just resetting and connecting with the body, starting over. Yeah, one other thing that I thought was so magical when I learned that you decide what you think yourself. Because I thought when I got that thought in my head, I needed to think it. But you don't. If you get that thought in your head that you don't want to think, you can stop it. And then you can choose another thought (laughs) that you want to talk about. That was also really powerful for me to know that I choose what I think. And sometimes you need to think, you need to grieve or go through bad things. You need to process those but you can then choose to think about it for five minutes or a half hour or something. And then you can sh- say to yourself, no, I'm going to change my mind. I think about something other. And also, if you have a bad morning, you can easily change that. If you just acknowledge what you're thinking is not what you want to think. And for me, music is a really good thing. Just put on some happy music. <laughs> and then it's so, so much easier to think good thoughts and raise my mood and my energy. And then again, my vibration. <laughs> that made a big difference for me. That uh, Because I wasn't aware of that before. Even if I was thinking things I didn't want to think. That I, I could say, no, I don't want to think that. I want to think happy thoughts. <laughs> And I also had a special song. So every time I was thinking thoughts that I didn't want to think, I just started to singing in my head on that uh, song. And then my energy shifted right away. The small steps again. Yeah. To pivot. Yeah. And just have some tools to use. Like It's so easy. They're just having a song that you like and just starting singing on that. It changed so much. What message do you have for people who struggle with self-acceptance? I think just to have the knowledge that you can accept what is today. And by accepting what is today, you're not saying that it is okay that it is like it is today. And also you're not saying that this is what it's going to be 
forever. That was a big part for me because I thought if I'm accepting that I have a me, I also accepting that I will have a me for the rest of my life. That is not the case. You're just accepting that this is today in this second even. Because you don't know what's going to happen the next minute. Maybe you get a phone call. Maybe you uh, see a cure for ME online. You you don't know what is going to happen in the future. Even the next minute, you don't know what's going to happen. So you just have to accept that today I have ME or whatever. And I have pain in my body. I don't feel great. I'm not where I want to be in life. But that's what is today. I accept it and just feel the acceptance in your body. Because for me, it gave me so peace inside. And before I accepted that I had ME, my body had so much stress inside. And I wasn't even aware that I had all the stress inside my body. Because it really felt that all the cells in my body was fighting against the things that made me have ME and that my body really didn't want to have ME. So they were fighting and fighting and fighting, really going uh, all in to attack <laughs> the things that made me sick. And by accepting it, the stress, well, it, I don't think it went away, but got so much less. And even the fighting in my body, yeah, it almost felt like it stopped. And instead of fighting, my body can use the energy on healing. And I can't almost believe what I'm saying because I think it's, it just sounds too powerful. <laughs> because you think, listen, accepting, it's not a big thing. I'm accepting that I have ME. But if you truly accept it in your body, it really makes a difference. And also I read about hope because I also think that having hope that you will get well, that you will recover from me, that that is so important. And I even read that if you don't have hope, you get more inflammation in your body. It's so many physiological things in our body that is controlled by yeah, acceptance and hope. It's all connected. And like, I think almost every people having ME is so irritated about people saying that you have to stay positive. And also you can't recover from ME by being positive. The things that happen in your body by just being positive, it's so powerful as well. <laughs> but in order to be positive, you have to believe that. Because if you don't believe what you're saying, it's contradiction to what you actually are saying. And you won't heal from that. I think it's also a lot of power in uh, fake it until you make it. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's more powerful if you really believe it. But it's about to start to say things to yourself that you actually can believe. If you can accept that this is now, this is what I'm going to do, things will change by that. Yeah. And also by accepting that this is today, I don't have a lot of energy today, then it's more easier to find the positive in the small things. Like, yeah, I can make myself a good breakfast or um, I want to sit down and puzzle today. Or yeah, I can lie on the bed uh, all day uh, on my mobile or just lying on the sofa watching telly all day. Yeah. Many people envy those who can lie on the sofa all day and those who lie on the sofa envy those who are at work. We always envy people that can do what you can't. 
but just find the positive in that and watching things on television that brings you joy. Even how bad it is, you can always see positive things, enjoying the flowers, the sun. But yeah, sometimes it's very hard to also see the positive. But also just by yeah, accepting is so important. Because if you if you don't accept what is today, seeing the positive is almost impossible because then you're just striving to be someone you are not. Yeah, and you are fighting yourself. You're fighting yourself, yes. And you will never ever win that battle. No, no that's so true. Yeah, acceptance and self-acceptance. Uh, I think that's of some of the most important thing that we can give ourselves. <laughs> and by opening up for that, you can also open up to self-love. Self-acceptance first and then self-love, yes. So how are your life today? Today, my life is so great. I love it. (laughs) I'm healthy. I can do whatever I want. I have been working four years for full time with the two um, kids. And I haven't been moving many times. So I have really tested my body that it is 100% recovered from ME. Wow. Uh, and that's, uh, yeah, that feels so great. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm working to help others that have ME to, so they can recover themselves or at least thrive and have a healthier and happier life. Oh, that's I love that. Important. <laughs> wow. I bet there's so many people who need this. So I really think I can help a lot of people. And I, I have been where they are. So I really know what it's like. Yeah. You understand the, on a really deep level yeah. what they are going through. And that was also they are telling me mm. that uh, they're not used to talking to people that really know what they are going through. Wow, you're such an asset for them. Yeah, I think I really can be. So, um, And I'm so enjoying working with people and helping them to have a healthier and happy life and thrive. So how can people get in touch with you? I am on Instagram, friskreliv. And also I have a homepage, friskreliv.me. And also just uh, my phone number is on my uh, website and also my email. And I just... can put all that in the show notes so yeah, please, please we can do. find you. <laughs> and also just uh, send me a message on Instagram. I would love to hear from everyone. Good. Thank you for sharing your story. I really love to hear it (laughs) and how you recovered from your disease. It's amazing. Yes, it is. I'm so happy that I made it. And also, I think it was so fascinating that when I was starting to get a lot better, it went so fast in the end. It was just about finding right puzzle pieces what I like to call it and also I did a lot of puzzles <laughs> while I had Emmy <laughs> okay so so for me just finding one puzzle piece after a puzzle piece just to complete the whole puzzle to recover from Emmy yeah and even many people don't think that I can recover from Emmy so I think it's so important to spread hope and show people that it is possible to recover fully and even if people don't recover fully, it's just having the 98% of energy or almost recover 100%. It's also so important. 
because you can have a happy life having me as well and then also uh, self-love because if you love yourself and um, also think about what you want to do is each day and find a meaning you can really have a happy life with me as well especially after I had the diagnosis and from my husband and also after I had my daughter um, my life was really good even if I had Emmy so you don't have to wait to have a happy life till you recover you can have a happy life with Emmy as well yeah good I think that nothing can start without ourselves realizing that we don't create happiness in the future we create it now and we have the power to do that it's only a decision yeah and it's so important to try your best to be happy right now because you don't have to wait until you have recover or till you have kids or have a husband or have the right education or the right house or anything you can have happiness right now absolutely that's important to be aware of yeah i love it (laughs) thank you thank you so much for sharing thank you I love Anne's story. It's so powerful and full of hope for other people to lean into in their own journey to recover from their disease with ME. We can only focus on a next step that is right in front of us when we live in pain. Visioning a brighter future from your current situation is absent. You can't hold it. And in the beginning, you don't believe it. But then you have the glimpses of hope in front of you and you walk boldly step by step on your healing journey and you feel your entire life starts to change. I want to look a little deeper and let me say I'm not an expert in this. I can only say what I have experienced for myself and what I've seen for other people around me. When we see a symptom emerging in our body we quickly visit a doctor to get something for the pain The pain disappears and we think nothing more about the issue. But then it emerges again, heavier this time, and you realize something must be severe. So you visit the doctor again and he suggests a more extended treatment plan for you to recover. And you do, slowly, but the underlying issue isn't solved. So the body tries to communicate to you in a new way, screaming louder and louder, and you can't seem to figure out why you struggle so much with everything. And this time, it might not be physical, but mental or emotional. Never did it occur to you that your body was speaking to you, telling you with its own secret language that something is off. And in the beginning, It might be just a simple adjustment that was necessary for you to align yourself and course correct. If you have experienced traumatic events in your past, the emotional impact of each event creates an energy surge in your body. When you cannot release this energy, your body has to create a new way of doing it. The trouble is, you've probably forgotten how to translate what your body is saying to you. The constant noise around you won't allow the finer and most beautiful part in you to emerge and to be in touch with it. 
By bringing meaning to your symptoms, you can be guided to heal much quicker. When we give the pain or affliction meaning, we don't have to suffer. Suffer is optional and, in fact, it's a choice. I believe in your body's power to give you the most remarkable advice and enable you to heal from whatever is causing you discomfort or pain. However, you can't heal from anything you cannot acknowledge and accept is there. When we are talking about self-acceptance, we also need to talk about blame. When you blame someone, you are giving your power away. You are not taking responsibility, you are not acknowledging, and you are not accepting who you are or your role in this life. You give it all away. Your precious power to be the person holding the divine magic of love and compassion for yourself and for other people. Blame and resentment will, in reality, hurt you more then it hurts the people you turn it toward. And it produces dis-ease and discomfort in your body. How can we learn, grow and evolve without accepting ourselves and our part in each situation? How can we accept others fully when we can't barely accept our own innate truth? A lack of self-acceptance can hold you back in every area of your life. It affects your confidence and absolutely prevents you from reaching your full potential. And it starts by accepting all parts of yourself that you consider negative, harmful or undesirable, which is a beautiful healing potential into your gifts and a better life, full of joy and happiness. Taking the time to invest in your growth is super important if you want to live up to your potential in life. And especially as a business owner and a leader, that's your obligation. As your business grows, you need to grow as well. And the stronger you are in yourself, and by that I mean your true self, the more resilient you are. When you start to let self-acceptance affect your day-to-day life, you will experience an increased level of well-being and see that your whole life changes. And the benefits are so many and of high importance. Your decision-making process becomes more manageable. You trust yourself more. You can control your emotions so that you're not oversensitive to criticism, but instead respond with acceptance and with an attitude to want to learn and to grow. And you are able to forgive yourself, which will make you more confident. You will experience self-compassion and a loving attitude. And most of all, you are able to be yourself without shame, guilt or self-hate. You deserve to enjoy yourself. You deserve to experience the full potential of who you are. So with that, my friends, take care of yourself, accept, acknowledge and appreciate and love yourself. I honor you and I love you. Now go out there and be amazing.